We had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. What we are very proud of now is that we penetrate the cabinets. Seriously, I'm, I'm making a serious point. I don't know what half of them are protesting against. We've still got Fauci walking around free. The man should be in irons in the darkest pit. As much as he touts that he cares about it, he doesn't. This is our revolution. It's not theirs. Don't let them take it from you. Don't let them convince you that it's their revolution when in fact it's not. It's ours. And we will have it. It is Thursday, the 25th day of August, the year of our Lord, 2022. I'm Johnny Anderson alongside Bruce Adams and on a very special day this week, Ned. How are you, Mr. Wizard? It's good to see you. <laughs> Fine. I'm glad you said Mr. Wizard. I'll so I've been writing some Dungeons and be... Dragons stuff. Yeah. Have you? <laughs> it was going to be that or Mr. Professor. I just went with Wizard. <laughs> no, you hit it on the button. Yeah. I was writing some stuff up to some people, maybe in the future, doing my... What is that? Um... A program that everybody seems to watch and they're waiting for series five to come up stranger things stranger things i i think yeah, i've heard about it never watched it i don't yeah i don't watch that stuff it's anyway, pretty cool yeah i i lost interest in series after game of thrones i thought that was it for me and you know the worst part was i watched half of the first series and then I stopped because I knew how good it was. I, I knew that I was going to have to actually just stop because if I didn't, I was going to be angry because I was going to have to wait after the end of every series to you know get the next one. So I thought, I'm just going to wait until the entire series is done and then I'll binge watch uh -huh. the entire thing in like three days. So, so I'll tell you something about that. Because it was... Um, I heard the ending was terrible. R. R. Is it R.R. R. Martin? R.R. R. Martin, was it, that wrote it? Wrote the books I believe or something so. like that? I believe so, yeah. Um, he actually was writing the books, and he got up to Murder of Crows, because I was reading them. Uh -huh. All of a sudden, he stopped, and that was it for ages. And then it was announced that HBO was making a series of it. That bastard, right, stopped writing so he could make millions more once it was in the series. And he just binned his readers. He just tossed everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I went, you total twat. And yeah, that's what I thought of him for a considerable amount of time. I see. Makes sense. I, I concur with you. Bruce, how are you? Healthy and alive. Uh, what you both are talking about there is all Greek to me because I haven't watched a TV series since, I, I, I think, live since Voyager, maybe Star Trek Voyager. Wow. Yeah. I That's... thought you meant about the one they sent up into the solar system in the 60s or 50s. Yeah, that <laughs> yeah not that old. <laughs> All right, where do we start today? Where, where do we start? Do we start with, um, do, I, t I don't even, I don't even know if I want to, I don't even know if I want to cover this, but it, I, I thought that it was just so, so crazy that we could cover it. Uh, I thought we would we would just discuss it. Bruce, you and I were talking about the uh, the green agenda a lot last week. And one thing that we touched on a lot was these windmills that can't be recycled. You can't repurpose them, right? We stick them in a landfill, at least the, the blades on them, right? The wind turbines. We can't repurpose them. We can't reuse them. We can't recycle them because the cost of it is significantly higher than what it would be to just make a new one. So we just put the old one in a landfill and cover it up and move on. Well, nearest I can mm -hmm. tell, these things are not made of biodegradable products of any kind. So that can't be good for the environment. However, 
It's like the absurdities just continue. There is a professor from Michigan State University who has come up with an idea to repurpose these things. Yes, and I actually meant repurpose them. No, his paper's not supporting the idea of turning them into, um, well, really anything of use. He, he does mention you can also turn them into things like countertops and sinks and taillights for cars, retro, laptops. Retro styly if you want something yeah, different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can use that, use it for that kind of stuff. But the main thing he says that we can do with them is we can turn them into gummy bears. And I'm not making that up. I am, I swear to you, I'm not making that up. We can turn them into edible gummy bears. Uh. This is made of fiberglass resin. Gummy bears are bad enough in and of themselves, as in like they're not very healthy. They taste good. Of course they do. But they're not very healthy. And then you, you want to make them out of fiberglass resin? Does that, does that mean you could just probably make tons and tons of Haribo crap as well? I'm assuming That's that they would the probably shit. be one of the contractors, yeah, to have that. Uh, I'm sure that they would, yeah. <laughs> God, uh, they say they're that, nasty. Yeah, yeah. They say that, the well, they, they might be nasty there. Here, they're actually pretty good because they're, well, I mean, they're made here, but you know, they're, they're really good here. The blades, which are made from a composite of fiberglass and resin that can withstand hurricane force winds, but be light enough to turn, cannot easily be crushed, uh, crushed or recycled. But um, yeah, uh, Professor, Do or, excuse me, Dr. John Dorgan and his team at Michigan State University say that the new composite resin that can make these uh, windmills will also later be able to be recycled into new turbine blades or a variety of other products. Uh, apparently, there's a there's a way that you can repurpose them now, but um, I mean, the, the cost of it. But anyway, what the material is uh, turned into depends on how the scientists manipulate it. But by using an alkaline solution, it can be transformed into sweets or sports drinks. We're going to put it in soft drinks now, like Gatorade and Powerade and, and that kind of stuff. That That's a great idea. That's fantastic. Mm -hmm. I can't see any of this going wrong. Can either one of you? Um, I'm, I'm glad because, I mean, it's making notes of what they're going to turn into. And that's just to remove that from your future diet. So you don't bother having them things. It looks to me like, it, according to this, at least uh, according to this paper, it's uh, he says that he's already made them himself and eaten them already. He says, we've recovered food grade potassium lactate and used it to make gummy bear candies, which I ate. I'm just quoting him. He also went on to say uh -huh. a carbon atom derived from a plant like corn or grass is no different from a carbon atom that came from a fossil fuel. It's all part uh, yeah. of the global carbon cycle. And we've shown that we can form biomass in the field to durable plastic materials and back to foodstuffs. Except there's a problem. Every time we've tried to make a synthetic version of something that naturally occurs, I don't know, uh, let me give you an example. mRNA, it tends not to mesh well with the human body. Um, the human body, uh, typically, uh, in, the, in the case of the mRNA, uh, using that as the example, uh, it's supposed to decay within four days. You know, or, or, you know, anywhere from an hour to four days. It shouldn't go That's any it. longer than that. And it stays in your system for over 60 days that we know of. And so, yeah. So creating a synthetic food, I don't know, man. Uh, we, we've seen this. Actually, there's another example. Um, those Impossible Burgers. Yeah, the ones that, that are using all the different chemicals and, you know, e extracts from peas and extract from all different kinds of stuff to make these burgers and, and adding synthetic molecules in there. Yeah, do you know what one of the side effects are? Well, there, there's a number of them that a lot of people have reported having. Uh, heart palpitations, um, you know, things like dysentery, uh, you know, vomiting, you know, all, all, all kinds of fun side effects to these kind of things. 
I mean, it's correct in one fact. A carbon atom is a carbon atom. The only time you'll actually get the science is if you get it at the level of a nanofactory. Once you've got it at a nanofactory, you just throw stuff in and you get out what you want. It's simple as that. And that's your Star Trek stuff. Press a button, you're just repurposing. Because the first, first rule of chemistry is nothing gets destroyed. It just changes form. So that is future science. This sounds like... Well, what did you say? His name was Professor Bunk something. Dorgan. Sorry, Professor Dorgan. Oh, Dork. Dorkin. Yeah, Yeah, Dork. You got it. (laughs) Uh, It's, um, oh, yeah. Well, why gummy bears? That's what gets me. Well, he 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 did say gummy bears, but he, I'm assuming that they took something that they knew that they could work with based on what they could, you know, like what ingredients they could get out of it that would work just to kind of get it out there. I'm assuming that's what they did. Uh, and he's also talking about other sweets and other so- uh, like soft drinks, so beverages, and things like that. Basically what they're saying is they're repurposing all this sort of plastic, burying it in sugar and giving it out. Yes, because microplastics, ah. that's that's healthy for you. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. got a lot like of nutrition value. Yeah. Just shove a lot of sugar in it, and that is just the healthy way to go. That's right. <laughs> and speaking of the healthy way to go, I, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to open with that one, but that's just too funny because it's like the absurdity is just, it's beyond reproach at this point. And yeah. keeping with that, Ned, you know, we've talked a lot in the last few months about the defibrillators going in everywhere and the, the different ways that people are dying from heart attacks and the all-cause mortality that's through the roof in all of our nations. You've had everything from, well, they've actually, they call it sudden adult death syndrome now, but you've had everything yes. from um, extreme heat, I'm doing the air quotes, extreme heat causing uh, heart attacks. What? The referee's whistles on the... Oh, yes, the whistles. I forgot round. about the whistles. I'm like, what is he talking yeah, about? The whistles, yeah. yeah the yeah. whistles, yeah, at the, at, the, at the football matches, yeah. And then you've had people dying of joy, right? The, the student just in Australia a few weeks ago, he he found out that he passed his university finals, and he was so excited <laughs> that he just fell over dead. He died of joy. I'm serious. That's what the media reported. A, a, I know. A 23-year-old <laughs> died of joy after he found out that he... Yeah. Passed his university graduate exams. Uh, but this he just one. just realized that he'd started the best part of his life, got all yes, the crap over, yeah, and he yeah, just he couldn't just, face happiness. Yeah. Hey. Well, you, don't forget my favorite. Shaking your duvet too hard is. Yes. Yes. Also cause it. Gardening. I forgot about gardening. Yeah. Yeah. yeah gardening. And uh, what was the other? Eating vegetables. Eating vegetables will give you a heart attack. I want to point out real quick. I, I had family that uh, had lung cancer and one, like, 25% of one of their lungs removed and they went and did gardening. Now, if if the risk of heart attack was greater for doing gardening just inherently, then he, this individual should have had a much higher chance because of the lack of oxygen, right? The heart would have had to have worked harder to pump the blood. Um, mm-hmm. That That's actually not the case. That, that increased his lifespan by doing that a bit. So... In fact, the doctor told him uh, one of the things he needed to do was uh, regularly exercise, even gently, though he was lower. Gently, regularly exercise. Yeah. yeah. With a sense of well-being. Yes. We also heard car horns. That was uh, that was something that was about a month or, month or so ago. Car horns. If you hear excessive honking in a city or, or down the roadway somewhere, that could give you a heart attack. I, I could kind of understand that one because that could be tied to that, road rage and you're already yeah, increasing true. your blood pressure and that is true. You're, you're likely in today's day and age to get shot. So that's true. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but this one, this came out uh, this morning out of uh, out of the daily, uh, the daily mail car fumes from exhaust 
and heavy mm-hmm. braking. How do you braking. how do you read these without laughing? Is that is that it, are you braking. on the receiving end of the car that's braking, or you're in the inside? It doesn't say. It just says that fumes pumped from vehicles' exhaust increase the risk of heart attacks. And researchers have found links between the attacks uh, and the air pollution from traffic. Thousands of UK deaths from heart disease a year may be a result. Of excessive so air don't pollution. take a job as a crash test dummy. Yeah. It. Um, it also says that um, if you hit the brakes, that you know heavily, if you hit the brakes heavily, then that <laughs> that could um, raise your risk of heart attack. See, uh, here's the problem. All oh everybody, everybody is um, they're 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 now just like Tony Stark in the first Iron Man, where they had the the material running around in their uh, bloodstream, and he had to have the little reactor in his chest to keep the magnet active to hold the material away from his heart so it didn't kill him right that's that's kind of what's going on here you hit the brakes too hard so it dislodges that uh, bit of a, a weapon around in your body and it kills you yeah, and this is the thing that saying so, you know, that because you've got the rise of all this myocarditis this is the self-justification for all these cardiac deaths that are going to come out the picture but what really worries me is is these defibrillators that they've put everywhere yeah if there is, which has been reported now, and the doctors and everything, whereas it used to be post-puberty myocarditis, now pre-puberty, you've got myocarditis in kids. And you've got all these defibs around. If somebody does fall over and they've got um, a heart that's slightly expanded, then you go hit them with a high-voltage toy. What is that going to do? That's surely not going to help that muscle, is it? I mean, where where's the medical advice from that lot it's just ridiculous and then as we're talking with the uh the my example with the iron man uh having stuff running around in your bloodstream um we if you've uh, i think we posted it on telegram the uh some of the research that was out of germany some of the uh microscope uh, stuff that they were yeah there's a german working group that we're following and they uh, they discovered that just by taking a, a sample of just random vials from the Pfizer vaccine, the AstraZeneca, uh, the Moderna, oh, the and microscopic the tears. No, microscopic no, tears. No, 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 no. This is something else. They found things, things that are not supposed to be in a vaccine. They found them in there, and they cannot explain it. They they specifically say we don't have any explanation as what is what in things. Well, I can show you some photos. Uh, let me dig it out here in just a second. They specifically say that they don't have any idea what any of that is. I mean, they show all of their oh, work. Right. They show uh, in 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 the, uh, the the paper, they show video clips of all of their research in real time. So you can see it under the microscope and they don't have any explanation for it. Now, they sent their work, as in their, res- their results, their findings out to the uh, German government, so the Bundestag, so that's like their their parliament. Mm-hmm. They sent it. To, they sent it to everybody there. They sent it to all of the uh, doctors' federation people. You know the people that run all the hospitals and and all this stuff. All the vaccination clinic people. They sent it to all of their governmental, you know, health ministries and everything. All those people got it. And even all of the media got it. So all in all, you're looking at around 4,000 people that got the findings of this report. And they're working with more than one group. And all of them have come to the same conclusion when looking at all of this research and, and, and taking part in all this research. They put this to the government and to the media and, and the universities and academia and everybody else, Ministry of Medicine and all the, all the rest of it. And they said, 
We're giving you this, showing you what we found, and we're asking you to stop this immediately. Do you know how many responses they got? Zero. Zero. Yeah. It had gone quiet, as if no one's received anything. Yeah. Uh, the actual act of actually responding could then create liability later on. And uh, the basically what I was bringing that up for is if this is the kind of stuff they're finding in the vaccines, this is the stuff that's being injected in you. If this makes it into your bloodstream, that would be a uh, coagulant or, or a location for something to attach to it. To, I was going to ask if, if there was not. a crystalline structure in there. Yeah. Yep. yeah. I'm sure I just, yeah, it's, that, it's a crystalline structure. Yeah. And they that have is, no explanations that, as to yeah, what it the is. The problem is crystalline structures are hard and they are abrasive. Yes, exactly. So you could be looking at, um, you know, uh, cuts and, and, you know, weakening now, of lesions. The you can vessels. get lesions. This is, I mean, this. Oh, my yeah, God. These samples but, right here. Sorry, just just to be clear, these samples right here, this is what they found in the Pfizer and BioNTech. Sample, in the sample. Uh, sample. Took, yeah. Yeah, no, these yeah, photos no right here, these photos are from vaccinated patients' blood. This is what they found in their blood. Interesting. Yeah. And of course, these are from J&J's vaccine. This, these are directly from the vials. Uh, well, without actually looking under a microscope and actually having a good... Well, they put all that stuff in there, but I mean, this oh, is no. obviously they're looking at blood cells here. I mean, that's that's what that well, is. That's they should just—I'll tell you what—they should have just dumped that on the internet. Really, all their information out there, in and they did. Depth. They did. That's that's part of what this report covers. Uh, I'll send it to you. Yeah, that'd be interesting. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I, 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 I'd be. I, I was waiting. I, I guess it would be some form of crystalline structure in a lot of it, because that then adds uh, um, an abrasive side to. God, that's scary. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, Bruce. I didn't mean to interject on you, but I just I had to make that clear as to where that came from. No, it, you're good. That that's yeah. We definitely uh, getting the details on that. But all that to say that if that's the stuff that we're finding in people's bloodstreams in the vaccines, that could be causing all kinds of damage internally that is not being detected. And who knows if these things are are self replicating or growing or uh, for that matter, it just simply having plaque attached to it or something, you know, I mean, <laughs> do you know, uh, you know, the, the, the supposition we could go through from one end to another. Yeah. But the height of the supposition is we are talking about what we know and that's all we do. We talk about what we know. If we go down the total lines, we know, world knows now that it came out from a lab. World knows now that it was worked on. A vaccine was created. They even know that the monkeypox has been messed around with all this. But this is what you know. These are the highlighted boovers. How many possible other things could have been released? That you know, in that is the big question mark, isn't it? It's, I mean, these things are like headlines. Think of it as a paper. That's on the front page. The paper is, is, is made up of several pages. There could be lots out there. Once you understand that, there are a certain type of people that have released, messed around with, and it's out there. What else have they tampered with and what else don't you know about? And that is why the idea is to take back your own health and everything, literally, because you're going to get hit with loads. And I reckon you're still getting hit with stuff that you don't even know. 
Monkeypox. Monkeypox, yeah. yeah. They they definitely finagled with that. And then, of course, what did you hear about, uh, I want to say it was last year sometime, you heard Gates. You love him, don't you, Ned? You heard Gates talking about, uh, well, we haven't really done anything to uh, to wipe out polio. We're, we're probably going to see something with polio here before long. And, of course, lo and behold, lo and behold, what do you have that's been detected in the wastewater in London? You've got cases of polio. Uh, yeah. And what, and what did they, they find... In New York. What did they find in New York? They found a case of polio. What is Mm -hmm. the solution? Now, mind you, the case that they found in New York, specifically this case, that was found to be a vaccinated individual. So the person had the polio vaccine and Ah, they... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, go on. But the question to that is, what I was saying quite a while ago was that in Africa, they're still doing live polio vaccines. So that's when we start to figure between it. How long in the West have they been doing non-live polio vaccines? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I tell so you basically, what. Basically, yeah. Based on that, let's ask the sainted Dr. Anthony Fauci about that. And let's find out what his solution to this problem is, because you know he's got a solution for you. Let's hear it. How could polio be reoccurring in our country in 2022? And how concerned? Well, well, what we need to understand is that the polio that we saw in this individual in Rockland County who had paralytic polio is a vaccine related polio. And let me explain what I mean is that the original Sabin vaccine, which is a live attenuated vaccine, has in it multiple different types of the polio. One is a type two, which is a virus that when you vaccinate someone with a live attenuated vaccine, it can be excreted in the feces and get out into the environment and it could revert to a more pathogenic form. So what happened with this individual is that they likely got infected from someone who had a vaccine-related polio. Now, the vaccines that we have been giving in this country over the last several years has been not the live attenuated, but the killed or salt vaccine, which has no chance of getting transmitted as a vaccine-related polio. The solution to the problem, Andrea, is to get everyone who is not up to date on vaccinations, particularly children, to get them vaccinated because the protection against polio of the Salk vaccine is about 99%. So you ask me if I'm worried about it, I'm only worried about it to the extent that people are not vaccinating their children. There are some areas, particularly in Rockland County, where only about 60% of the children have been vaccinated. And in some areas in that county, as low as 37% of the children have been vaccinated. So if you want to put a dead stop to polio in this country, then just get everybody vaccinated who needs to be vaccinated and it would be the end of it. There you go. Blanket response again. That is just, I mean, he is saying the biggest problem with non-live vaccines is it will have a non-specific side effect or could have, and that has been proven time and time again. Live vaccine, he's actually spouting that the live vaccine is dangerous, but it's not. Because remember the studies that were done and they wondered why, and they did a, a vast area of children in Africa that still get it, that 
the mortality rate went down, but there was no polio around. It was actually helping their immune systems against other pathogens. This guy wants to put something in you that your body will not respond to unless it has a trigger that they put in these non-live vaccines, and that creates the problem. He he hasn't even got the grace to sidestep out of this. He's creating another nasty cycle. He said the same COVID-19 narrative, too, with the vaccine. The vaccine is 99% effective. Yeah, COVID-19 bollocks. vaccine is 98% effective. Really, the uh, way to do this... that's what we heard for... Yeah, really, the know, way to do this is get everybody vaccinated and it'll stop. Well, like he said, there's 37% or 60% of children that are still alive in these counties. Are they still going to be alive when he's finished putting holes in them? And let's be honest, well, because the next polio vaccine is going to be an mrna vaccine sorry bruce go ahead well i mean it, it already a lot of the vaccines already are mrna nowadays they're they're converting everything to these mrnas and they've said they they're are. going to continue converting them that 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 is the future of vaccines is mrna that's what they've said um now i just want to point out that uh jill biden has had a rebound of COVID 19 symptoms and she's been jabbed and boosted. So that 99% efficacy that they uh, were talking about, um, yeah, she's fully up to date on her vaccinations. And she not only caught it, but she's had a rebound of. So, yeah, which, to be fair, that, that was Paxlovid, to be fair. The rebound was Paxlovid, to be, to be fair. But she shouldn't have got it in the first place because she was vaccinated. So, hey, ho, Palmer. So, Ned, last week you were talking about the number of miscarriages in the Pfizer trials. Mm. We were going over yep. some of those numbers. And I thought that I would run this clip uh, past you. This is uh, Dr. Mike Yaden. You're aware of who he is. Yep. Um, we've played clips of him several times on here. And uh, he was on, I believe this is Laura Ingram, just judging well, by. He's, he's, he's trying to find it. any platform he can to put stuff out. Yeah. Yeah, and the fact that they're actually letting him on a mainstream news network in the U.S., I mean, that's that's at least something because everything else over there has been, you know, he, he's a crazy conspiracy theorist. He's a he's a nut. He's a loon, you know, all the rest of it. He goes on here for this is about three minutes, but usually everything that this guy has to say is worth every minute of listening to this. Dr. Eden, good to see you. Um, now, last summer, you raised concerns um, about pregnant women receiving the vaccine. Does this new CDC analysis change your view? Good evening, uh, Laura. No, no, it doesn't. Uh, I haven't actually seen that study, but we, what we do know is that children, and especially young children, are simply not victims uh, of COVID-19. Just a, a little example, in Germany and Sweden, through the whole of the first year of the pandemic, not a single previously healthy child acquired this virus and died, not one. And there was a recent study in Britain of immunosuppressed children, and none of them caught the virus and died either. So I'm sorry, young children, luckily, are not victims of this virus. I don't know what CDC are talking about. So we really, really should not be vaccinating pregnant women for three strong reasons, if I could say. The first is most people will be familiar with thalidomide in around 1960, where uh, a drug caused birth malformations. So we never, ever give experimental medicines to pregnant women, not unless we've checked that they're really safe. Second reason, not one of these vaccines has a reproductive toxicology package complete. So we don't know that they're okay. And then lastly, the pregnant women themselves are at the rather younger 
and fitter end of the range. And the people who die of COVID tend to be 60, 70, 80 and already ill. So for those three reasons, Laura, we should not be exposing pregnant women to the vaccines. And, and since, well, Dr. since the last... Yeah. Go on. Dr. Yeadon, what's really, really disconcerting about this is that where there is a vaccine requirement in place, pregnant women or women who want to become pregnant feel like they don't have anywhere to turn, that they're not able oftentimes to get a medical exemption. They don't want the vaccine, but they need work. Yeah, I understand. How disturbing is that to you? It's very, very disturbing because the three reasons that we don't expose pregnant women to experimental medicines, there's no reproductive toxicology, and the women themselves are not at risk from the disease are three really good reasons why they should not be receiving the vaccine. But things have happened, things have moved. I've been studying these vaccines. I'm a toxicologist amongst other things, by the way. And I've studied this all the way through 2020 and subsequently before the first vaccine received emergency use authorization, I'd written a public petition to the European Medicines Agency, amongst other things, concerned about a risk to pregnancy. And it was this, that the spike protein that the vaccines are designed to raise an immune response against is slightly similar to a critical protein of pregnancy called syncytin-1. And my fear was that when you vaccinate, you raise an immune response to spike, and there's an overflow onto this critical protein of pregnancy. That has actually been confirmed, Laura. There's a small paper out in 15 women. It shows exactly that problem. Well, I totally agree with him because the thing is what he, I mean, he did mention the children and they didn't fall up because, like I said before, they don't, children don't have those viral receptors in their system. Therefore, they don't, they don't register or you'll see minimal effects from anything. They have this high immunity. Kids have that, and the vaccine will only tamper with them. And that is why. But on the side of, I've got something else to say because the lady mentioned something there about pregnant women feel that they're coerced into taking this because they need work. Now, guess what's happening in British Columbia, in Canada at the moment? There were loads of, um, in the last year, there were loads of young or women, not necessarily young, but there was loads of women that are either pregnant, getting pregnant, wanted to form families and stuff, yeah? So they did, and they didn't take vaccine. And only recently, even since, they were, so they got pregnant, they did whatever, and they all went on a maternity leave, yes? And in Canada, in British Columbia, they, they can get paid up to 80% of their salary, but now... Trudeau and his government put a mandate in, yeah, saying you've got to get vaccinated, even if you're pregnant and whatever, or you're not entitled to a job. So now what they've done is these women that have had children and stuff have gone back to get their jobs out on maternity leave, and they've been handed their cards because they're not vaccinated. And so now they've been told by the government they have to pay maternity leave costs. Then you've You've got children, you want a job and everything, and this maternity leave, yeah, which could be, oh, 17 weeks or whatever, this could be up to $50,000. And this is just reckon. I mean, there's, there's obviously there's lots of stuff going through the law courts and things like that, but the, the government have created that mandate and even the pre-mandate people are losing their jobs and everything, and they are treating their 
people like i mean as far as i'm concerned the choice was there they made the choice that they didn't want to get a vaccine because it might affect their unborn child or whatever that's fair enough i mean that in itself is morally correct that they had the choice and now they're forcing these mandates turn it around and now they're telling them oh you've got no job and by the way we'll have the maternity leave money back please thank you very much because if you lose your job yeah you because or you don't return and you've taken your maternity money yeah and you don't return to the job you then have to pay it back but if you take your maternity leave and return to the job everything's fine but they're returning finding out that they're told vaccine or lose job worst forced into it it's it's so wrong and all these pressures i mean if you think about it a pregnant or a mother that's just had a child one of the best things to actually give a child is from your body as a mother because it has so much goodness in it it has so much that helps your immune system as a child as a baby i can understand why they didn't want the vaccine and everything else and they're getting hammered for it and there's so many law cases going on now so uh, I'm curious, what's the, um, I, I ask this question all the time now, what's the benign reason for it? What, 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 what's the reason that you would have, why are you going after uh, mothers like this? You ask them. This is, this is the question raised here on air because, yeah, there, there is no benign reason. There's nothing benign about this since God knows how long. Uh, if you mean benign as in the least softest reason, no. Even the softest reason is nasty and dark. There is nothing benign about this at all. Nothing at all. It's I wouldn't the, even bring benign into this. The the question, uh, how I mean the question is, it's kind of like Occam's razor, but looking at it from a from a motive standpoint, what's the what's the least uh, uh, malicious? What is the the uh, most benign explanation we can come up with this? And um, I I agree. There's not there isn't a benign explanation to this. They're all well. The benign explanation is let's all just have a drink when you know, and the government tables and have a good giggle about it because we're going to get a kick out of pissing people off you want to call that benign they're having a chuckle yeah but is it pissing people off though i mean let's let's look at it in this context let's talk about cognitive dissonance here for just a minute because i've got a couple of cases of it a 16 year old dies suddenly after suffering a cardiac arrest while playing frisbee with family members okay 16 year old he's out tossing a frisbee with his father and his uncle yeah go on Frisbees cause heart attacks. Yeah, that'll be the next headline out of the Daily Mail. Yeah, frisbees now. Well, so does, called so does sunlight. Yeah, yeah that's, that, that's why yeah, during COVID yeah, they wanted us all in yeah. the house and not outside. That's why because vitamin D overload. Yeah. Uh huh. Sixteen-year-old was out playing frisbee with his father and uncle in Pennsylvania on August sixth when he just fell to the ground. He just flopped over. CPR was administered immediately, and first responders were on scene rapidly. But despite the best efforts, he could not be resuscitated. Now, here's the thing. Uh, his parents, Ooh. of course, started to go fund me and all the rest of it, uh, you know, with the mm-hmm. with a long description on there. But here, here's the thing. If you look at the responses that were put up on social media by the family, this is what I'm talking about with cognitive dissonance. That there's no excuse for that. Just suddenly when a kid that age just falls over dead like that, there, there's no excuse for that. We're seeing that all over the place. You were talking about the defibrillators in schools and how that's yep. just perfectly normal now. You know, we're going to put these uh, we're going to put these in on the boardwalk in uh, the Costa del Sol and in Barcelona and in Madrid. We're going to put these on the boardwalk every 500 meters just in case, just in case or every 200 meters or whatever what? it was, just in case somebody needs in case somebody has too much sunlight uh, or has too much heat. <laughs> 
on the beach. Yeah, but how how do you know? How how do they? How can they know that that person hasn't got myocarditis? They and don't. if that person has, you're going to bung X amount of faults into them and go, yep. well, there's your end ticket anyway. Yep. You're not getting up. Well, it's – yeah, but the end result is the same either way, isn't it? Oh, it's well, just it's, to make sure. That's the yes, it's just it's to, to seal sure. it up, yeah. Oof, so it's not working. Yeah, so listen to this. This is what gets put up on the uh, on the social media site. The sister put this up. You don't realize how fragile life really is until it's gone. I feel like I'm struggling to wake up from a nightmare. You weren't allowed, kid, that often, but life just feels muted without you. I'm sorry for all the times I've stressed you out or upset you when dumb small stuff would happen. I don't want to imagine a world without you. And then, of course, it goes on and on and on. But do you remember the 17-year-old daughter of the U.S. congressman? And I believe it was oh, Illinois. Yeah. He says, oh, yeah, anybody that doesn't get vaccinated, you've got blood on your hands. And he says, I'm thankful and I'm thrilled that my 16-year-old daughter has her vaccination appointment. She died in her sleep. They found her dead in her bedroom. And the family puts out something similar to that right there. We never know how long we have. We, we just never know how long we have. Again, this is not an isolated incident. I want you to take a look at this. This is a Twitter post from yesterday, okay? This, this is a Twitter post from yesterday from someone named Lou. All right, I'll just leave it at that. He says, I had to go into the store today and we were literally the only ones masked. When I talked to my seven-year-old about how we will continue to mask to keep ourselves safe, even if others don't, he said to me, it feels good to be the smartest in the room. <laughs> Do you see what I'm talking about, though? All the like, it's all it's all the same. This is another person it that would tweet out if he got his kid jabbed and the kid died. He's going to tweet out, "We never know how long we have." That's my point. Yeah, and if his kid died, he'd probably say. Well, he did take that mask off once, and that is probably what got him. Yeah, that's what got him. It was, thanks to everybody else. It's everybody else's fault that my that my kid yeah. passed away. Uh, you know, how, uh, how blasé can you be about your child's death? It's just ridiculous. Or anybody's death. Sorry, Bruce. No, you're good. I, I was just going to be sarcastic and say I have a... I have a business idea now uh, based on these guys and, and uh, to, to manufacture, um, you know, you masks be, you, of you varying want to go into types. And then, oh, I was going to say, you, you want, want to go to the greeting card, yeah, yeah. <laughs> smart masks. Yeah, smart masks. Are you masks, dumb? Yeah. Get yeah. one of these. Yeah, exactly. Have a smart mask. <laughs> yeah, and do some kind of BS frill on there, you know, make the make these uh, lemmings. Blue and yellow. Yeah, oh, blue, blue and, and yellow, yeah. You can have blue, blue and saffron. Blue and saffron, yes. yeah, yeah. You can do different, uh, different things like that. Uh, yeah. Uh, the, the, the thing that it baffles me on this. Um, so do you remember back in the day hearing stories of like, uh, your, your parents or grandparents or stuff they used to do as a kid. And like, I remember stories, they talking about shooting each other with BB guns and, uh, you know, bottle rocket, you know, shooting bottle rockets at one another and all kinds of stuff. Well, like, I mean, you know, think about it. You used to have, uh, bow and arrows, even if you had a sucker on the end. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Look, the face is out of bounds. Otherwise, yeah, off you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You didn't. You it didn't just... have all these masks and everything. No. Yeah. It, I, hearing stories about them falling out of trees and like back before there was seatbelts. The the seatbelt was like your your mom's arm as she whapped around to catch you as you know from hitting the windshield. Like different stories of that. Uh, yes, human life is fragile, but at the same time, we're not fragile. <laughs> If oh, you, I, I, I know I have some buddies that were shot in uh, Afghanistan and they took multiple rounds into the side from a, an AK-47, went through one side and out the other, did some lung damage, ribs, all kinds of stuff. He took like 
three or four that went through. Another uh, couple hit the armor and the armor stopped. He's still alive and fine. I mean, it took chunks of his lung. It took, it, but he's fine. Like, yeah, humans is, are are tough. Yeah, we are tough. Uh, it's it's like everything. We train ourselves. We unknowingly train ourselves. It's a survival trait. We pick up on things. But also, the masses have had their physiology downgraded. Early on in my life, I mean, I've told this story before to, to some people. But I was a teenager, yeah? I was doing gymnastics. I was just going across the road. It was stupid. Cinema was over there. I just wanted to chill out. So I went to walk across the road, looked to the right where the bend was, looked to the left, and should have looked back at the right at the bend. Didn't. A gentleman in the car hit me. I went up in the air. And the thing was, because I was doing gymnastics, my body went into auto. I tucked, came down, grabbed anything that I could to stabilize myself, which happened to be his wing mirror, ripped it out of his wing. And actually, due to the force of ripping it out, chinned myself underneath with it. And that was the one scar. But I landed on my feet, right? If I hadn't, if it's like walking, you your body learns these things. If I hadn't been doing that, that reaction of just giving it bang, I'm in the air, tucked down. And this poor gentleman, he just stood there. I've got I've got his wing mirror in my hand and totally different age. He was concerned. Um, we're gonna have to go that pop down. Will you get in my car? We're gonna need to go and report this. Went down the police station with him. Yeah. He brought me back to the cinema. <laughs> <laughs> and I went to the cinema. And that was after I sorted that little, nice little scar out under my chin. But the thing was, to reported it. He was concerned for me. I was concerned for what had happened. I was lucky. But that's those things is what we do. Our way of life teaches us. If we don't do those things, if we don't exercise, if we don't do all these different things, our body will not react. It'll be just like hitting. You'll be like a sack of shit. I'm sorry. And it just won't happen, you know? You talked about um, us having our physiologies changed. If you if you wondered what this uh, this footage is, it's playing on the screen behind me. This is what was the probably. standard physical education class in every high school across America in the yeah. 1960s. <laughs> now, are we doing anything similar to this these days? I think not. I, I, I mean, think if not. You, if you think, right? Just just for the sake of it, you used to have like gyms, the ball bars, and you used to have ropes and whatever. Yeah. Yep. And you had the four inch beams and everything. You had the horses. And what they used to do at schools used to go, right, you know, when they'd say, right, we've done this, we've done this, we've got a spare moment, we've got a spare lesson, PE lesson or whatever. So what you used to do, pull everything out. And there used to be two of you that used to get a sash, a color sash. Yeah. And you used to catch everybody. You had to catch everybody. And that was up and down ropes across, the, and you flew around that room. Yeah. And I'm not, no casualties. A few people used to drop or bounce or whatever, but there was never a casualty. There was never any big problems. And you'd fly around there. So would everybody else because they would just want to keep going. And your level of fitness used to be very good. And you, you don't get that with the education system now because everything's uh, bureaucratic. Everything has to be insured. There's no money within the systems for it you know the schools can't afford the insurance they can't afford the liability da, da, da. and who who ends up paying for it the kids because their level of fitness if you don't have your your level of fitness is optimized by the time you're 19 20 that muscle set is there you could put it on after that and lose it unless you maintain it but that's optimized at that age and that is you 
So if you look in the mirror at 19 or 20 and go, good God, well, there you go. Yep. I mean, I'm not being horrible. That's the way it is. Yeah. In the interest of time, let's uh, let's move to this because this is something you wanted to discuss last week and let's discuss it now. Something about writing names on bombs and oh, we're making money off that now. Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, isn't it fun, right? Every 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 country's donating hundreds of billions in arms to the yep. Ukrainian three effort. billion. Yeah, yeah, three billion we, from yeah. the US now 550 550 million euros from the Germans. Uh, you guys we've are got putting X more amount in. of charities, X amount yeah. of charities, people are being engineered in such a direction where there's a Ukrainian charity that shops open up to pay or help the Ukrainian people. I mean, we've got loads of them in the West already moved across. But this is still flowing out there. And to epitomize it all, if they haven't got, I mean, it's suspected that a hell of a lot of the arms don't even reach there, let alone anything else. But GoFundMe, someone's created where you could actually leave a message. You can actually, on, on these shells, these bombs, these missiles, how you can actually get your name, get your message, get whatever applied to a military piece of kit and pay for it. And then it'll go out there, get fired off, supposedly, and you've delivered your message. And there's hundreds of people paying for this. And it's sick. It is. I mean, that's, that's it, terrible. basically, what you're uh, actually, I reckon, I mean, I mean, in the armed forces, you've got um, the stores people, you've got quartermasters, you've got whatever, yeah? Someone's making a packet out of you, boys. If you're going to write your name on that, I wouldn't be surprised if, here's another one, mate, we'll just put that over there someone just paid a thousand for that yeah thank you very much a thousand pounds that, that ain't gonna, they're paying know. a thousand pounds for some of these things you're joking no people are paying a, a, a x amount of whatever for i mean some guy wanted to um uh, uh have an inscription put on there for his wife for their anniversary you're she was sick and tired me. of him mentioning <laughs> the war all the time he went well she'll love this and he put you know to my oh what drives people to do that i mean and then and they go, you can pay for it by PayPal. What's the other one? Um, Probably a GoFundMe or, or something like that, or Venmo or No, it was um, Venmo? Venmo? Venmo, yeah. Venmo, yeah. There are other things like Apple Pay, MasterCard, Google Pay, Visa. But the point is, all these platforms, especially PayPal and stuff like that, have engineered even on YouTube that people get taken off of there if they don't agree with the output. If engineered the rhetoric and yet they're quite happy to have their name associated with well if you how many times does a military weapon get shot off and it kills a civilian there is a fairly good percentage chance even if it's a civilian on the opposite side it's not going to necessarily hit a military target is it it's got a higher chance of causing civilian damage whether it's property or to civilians so these people are quite happy to say yeah, I'll um I'll pay for that, and that's just killing somebody. So basically, you're you really are well, you're doing manslaughter. You don't know where it's going. If somebody dies from it, you can be accused of manslaughter. Really, because theoretically, under military, the military will be able to get about get away with it if they are military, because it's a whether it's a war, or whatever, and they're up against each other. Our civilians can go. Oh, I don't give a shit what this is. I just want my message out there. And if it kills somebody, you don't give a shit. Is that murder or manslaughter or what? You signed your name to it. 
Is there is there a premeditated manslaughter? Because <laughs> I mean, you're That's intending to kill like. someone, uh, but you're you're not discriminating oh, who it is. Oh so, yeah, I mean, some just stand up and goes, "Well, I didn't really think it was going to hit a civilian." Fine, you didn't, but it did. So that's not murder and slaughter because it even, actually killed somebody. Even if it doesn't hit a civilian, let's say it hits a military target, they're still human beings. Whether or not you agree with their ideology, you still have to understand that war is amongst humans. Like you're still killing well, one another. So yeah. So you, you still have to understand, like, even even if so, like going in and buying these things or or paying for this to to be done. You're literally paying for the annihilation of the human race. That's, that's basically what you're doing. You're paying what to you're, annihilate. What you're actually doing is your tax money is funding the government to send it, and now you're funding it to send some more. How stupid can you be? Well, And it's not even we, going to them, no, it, it's to not. the Ukraine. Our hands are kind of tied in all of this, isn't it? I mean, until, until we can actually remove this... Um, cabal. I, I don't have another word for it at the moment. Until we can actually remove these people that are literally leading us down the road to ruin, I don't see a way of stopping it. Do you? No, but because I mean, it's, it's, Boris. it's the it's the opposite rhetoric. I mean, PayPal yeah. have had anti-war tubers taken off. They have, yes. So PayPal are now saying they're pro-war by doing this, really, aren't yes. they? Yes. We, we were looking at mainstream media. Uh, what was it yesterday, Bruce? We were looking at it offline. And we were looking at before the Ukraine war, and we were looking at after it started. The same outlets are saying how horrible and corrupt uh, Ukraine is and Zelensky is, and and he's tied in with the whole Trump mess, and uh, and it's an organized crime syndicate that's going on over there. And then everything shifted to Zelensky from comedian to war hero and the unlikely star that emerges from nowhere to be uh, to be a beacon of hope. What Ukraine can teach the West about democracy. I mean, it's just disgusting to see these. It's the same I mean, if, you, if you look at the if you look at the yeah, UK, it's the same we've, group. We've, we've, we've just got rid of our own stand up comedian. And yet Zelensky out there is the voice for Paddington Bear. So somebody yep. who sticks a marmalade sandwich under his hat is in charge of what? Uh, Boris Johnson. Git. Yeah, Boris Johnson on continuing to pledge support for what's going on over there. Is it sensible to pay for British taxpayers to support freedom in Ukraine? I say freedom. it is absolutely vital and we've got to continue to do it. So he's gone in two weeks. He, he's out in two weeks. But before he goes, before he goes on to his next job, because we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, <laughs> NATO Secretary General, because I, look, I know how crazy that sounds. But I mean, tell me something that hasn't been crazy over the last few years. Yeah, just yeah, yeah. Tell, he's got tell another me uniform. Yeah, but that's all he's going to do. He's going to trade. He's going to trade in this for another. Uh, uh, he's he's a con man with costumes. That's what he's going to do. But the current uh, Secretary General, uh, Jens Stoltenberg, I think he's always been in a suit. So Boris Johnson has always been in a suit, uh, at least until he's like a lorry driver or a construction worker or, or uh, what, a vaccine clinic worker, whatever, or, or a doctor, an epidemiologist or something, or, or a pilot. Yeah, he was a pilot. He's a fighter pilot last week. Yeah. And now he's going to so, go have breakfast with Pat and Bear. Yes. As a matter of fact, that's where he is today to celebrate uh, Ukraine's Independence Day. This is the report out of Sky News. Listen very carefully to how they are talking him up. It's almost like him taking that job at NATO is already a foregone conclusion. 
Well, yes, and, and Michael, we, I understand we now have pictures of um, the Prime Minister, of Boris Johnson, in Kiev um, on this surprise visit to President Zelensky. Uh, because of the security concerns, of course, I guess every visit uh, is a surprise. Um, well, actually, I'm going to say thank you to you, Michael, because I can bring in um, Alistair Bunkle, who's there in Kiev right now, who can uh, talk us through this. So, Alistair, a, a, another surprise visit by the Prime Minister to Kiev, but on a key anniversary. Yeah, on Independence Day and the six-month anniversary of the start of the war, Boris Johnson, we had an inkling that he was here a few hours ago. The embargo on his uh, visit has now lifted. Uh, he is just on a walkabout through the streets of central Kiev with President Zelensky, flanked by immense security, as you'd expect, but also hundreds of Ukrainians who spotted the sight of the two leaders uh, and followed them through the streets. Uh, a lot of uh -huh. excitement amongst the Ukrainians who uh, spotted Boris Johnson uh, for all of his troubles back home. Home. He is very, very popular here. I've spent almost three months covering this uh, conflict here, and I can't count the number of times that Ukrainians, whether they be soldiers or civilians, have come up to me to ask about Boris Johnson and thank the British for their help. And I'm sure that as he uh, prepares to leave Downing Street in a couple of weeks' time, and let's be honest, under a cloud, he is very much aware that the Ukrainian war and his support for it, and the British support has been considerable, well, that will form part of the positive legacy of his time as Prime Minister, albeit marred by other factors. He has tweeted, and I know, Anna, you read out his tweet, but I'll just reiterate it. What happens in Ukraine matters to us all. That is why I'm in Kyiv today. That is why the UK will continue to stand with our Ukrainian friends. I believe Ukraine can and will win this war. And let me read you what uh, Vladimir Zelensky, the Ukrainian president, has said, to say, has said as well. He said, I'm happy to meet Boris Johnson, a great friend of Ukraine, on Independence Day. Boris, thank you for the uncompromising support for our country from the first days of the full-scale Russian aggression, for steadfastly defending the interests of Ukraine in the international arena. Ukraine is lucky to have such a friend. The Prime Minister Boris Johnson was one of the first uh, foreign leaders to come to Kiev many months ago when uh, the city itself was much more in the grip of the conflict than it is now. Uh, yes, today uh, and over the coming days, it is under the threat of perhaps renewed Russian aggression. But for the most part, life in Kiev has gone back to some sort of normality, albeit normality in the context of the war that is continuing. But Boris Johnson, who is set to leave Downing Street in a couple of weeks' time, has made another visit here to Kiev and on an important day as well as they mark independence from the Soviet Union and mark six months since this war began. Why don't they just come right out and say that they're campaigning for him to get that job? He's already got it. You see what I mean? <laughs> that, that's like they're already talking like he's he's moving <coughs> into Stoltenberg's office. Yeah. Well, hey ho, I don't think there's a better clown to be in there, to tell you the truth. Um, Ukraine joke. I, I mean, when he says um, Ukraine can win this war. So that's also saying if Ukraine loses this war, that's their own fault. You just turn it into a massive bombing ground. That's just like that's just like um, First World War and the trenches. Backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards. Just And the whole place was a mess. Nothing else. But um, yeah, it is. I don't even like the word proxy war. Let's just put it down. I mean, proxy is like a middle management world word. It's just a fashionable word. Word. It's out there. Proxy war. It's been used. Ended it. It's a battleground for what? Several of them. It's just. I mean, whether some people say it's money laundering or whatever via the weapons world, it's creating billions for some people somewhere. It's just causing mayhem and death, and it's not. 
really got anything to do with 10%, 30%, whatever, but the world is sustainable from elsewhere, not just that one country. Fuel-wise, well, that's your OPEC companies, your OPEC Plus, whatever, and America. They haven't even ramped up their internal production, have they? They've still kept that at a low. So when people are having their eyes directed in Ukraine, because that's all Ukraine is for, it is just a misdirection at the expense of life and money. That is all that is. And I don't know how to wake people up anymore. I, I really don't, don't know how to wake them up anymore. I don't either. I want to know where those weapons are going. You mentioned that they're, you know, all the weapons and stuff that's being sent over there. Only 30% of them are making it to the actual front line. Where's the other 70% ending up? I, I know it's getting into the hands of uh, weapons dealers, black market. So where is it going? Who who are we arming? Which which army are we equipping here? Because uh, it, it's not Ukraine. Yeah, but you, you, the thing is, no matter where it disappears, no matter what, even, um, even if a percentage, a high percentage is going in any direction, wherever, this is creating a black market, which will end up going in any direction. And that is the problem. If those arseholes think they are in total control of it, there will be a percentage of it that will be going and getting lost and going in all manner of direction. It is just chaos and mayhem. Some of it is flowing back into America. That's the problem. Yeah, some of it will. Uh, I mean, we've seen that with Fast and Furious under Obama, uh, where they where they dumped a bunch of uh, weapons in the market and, uh, you know, the black market. And they were like, we'll just track this. We'll just see where it ends up. And uh, that's where we had some of the shootings from the illegals. That's where we've had altercations with Border Patrol and everything. Um, mass shootings. They've, they've been firearms that the government dispensed. Uh, in this case, I'm, I'm concerned that uh, they're, they're building up for a justification, if you will, of a, of a world war. I'm, I'm concerned that they're, this is just a, a build up to it. Uh, yeah. And and the the way the rhetoric is going and everything, it it seems to support that. And then when you have seventy percent of the uh, the billions and billions of dollars that we've sent over there, um, we funded like Ukraine's military, like the entirety of their military, like forty times over now. Uh, and uh, between all the nations that have sent hardware, and where, where, and where, is where's happening? it going? What what is being achieved? Yeah, and where's it where going? Is it going? Here, here's my theory, and I that's mean, all this I is. Mean, this is just a theory. Sorry, that is no. You're you're fine. My my theory is is that whoever or whatever they're arming in there, it's going to be used. As, if you look at the rhetoric that's building up, you got some Polish minister now coming out saying that. Uh, the Germans are behaving like imperialists of the Second World War again, and and they're trying to seize land or something. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. If you've got rhetoric that's being built up like that, then that means that this is going to spread into Poland. It's going to jump across the border because where are we sending all of our stuff by rail? It's all going to Poland, isn't it? Out of Germany. Everything's going to Poland. Yes, it's, it's going to Poland. Otherwise. Exactly, exactly. So my my guess is, is that they're stirring up that rhetoric with whatever compromise minister they've got in Poland. They're trying to stir that up, and then it's going to spill over into Germany and then into the rest of Europe. That's my guess. Oh, the Western world is getting set for a meltdown. Yeah, but and they, they need a distraction. They need a, a distraction. They want, they, they, they want a collapse because they know the people bubble will eventually go. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, they'll kill each other. Yeah. They're, they're that stupid enough. They'll kill each other because they won't. They're, they're beyond the point of who to blame or whatever. They don't care. People are a great mass. 
And if you can't even care for your own kids and you're stupid enough to see what what's coming, I mean, it's, oh, I don't know. It, it, it's, it's just incredible. It, it is incredible. Ukraine is the misdirection and it's just like a thermometer. The, the temperature is just going up and up and up and up. Keep it pointed there. And you can guarantee, even if people stopped looking at Ukraine and went, bollocks, they can sort their own shit out. Putin is holding it off, not with his best, because he hasn't got his best rolling around that lot. No, they're in Siberia. Yeah, he, 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 could, he, he could amass an awful amount there if he wanted to, but it's not. It is a ticking time bomb. It is just like a media show, and the people are still watching it. They're looking at their tellies and they're still watching this and they're still giving the same old ooh ah ooh ah yeah okay fine thank you very much and it's it's to me it's a boring program it is it's like watching a bad series on Netflix uh, unfortunately we're, we're out of time so uh, we're gonna have to go but you you did ask a question uh, and I want to address it before we jump out of here um, you asked you or you said you don't know what to do to snap people out of it at this point and I was actually having this conversation with somebody earlier today on that subject right there because they're still dealing with people that you know they're they're just sleepwalking and I said as much as I hate to say this and I you know I'm not I'm not somebody that gives up on people as much as I hate to say this I don't have it in me I don't have the time we don't have the time those of us that are doing what we're doing we don't have the time anymore to put extra effort <laughs> in to waking those people up yeah. at this point. We I don't know, have that I luxury. Know. We've got to deal you, with the people that are awake and that, that are focused, that understand. We've got to get the rest of those people that are kind of hesitant, the ones that are kind of in the middle, we've got to get them on side. It's It's got yeah, to be that it's, way. It, it's, it's, like, it's like being a parent to a thousand teenagers, and you've said it to all of them, and yet a lot of them haven't listened, and they've run off, and they're doing whatever, and you're giving it, well, guys... You fall over, I could try and pick you up, but you're not listening. And they're just steaming off in the wrong direction. And you just worry about it. It's, it's sad. It is seriously, it seriously is. sad. It is. But it's it's going to be one of those things where if you're not awake when it does hit the fan, as you say, if you're not awake, then you're going to be. And you're not going to like what you see. Yeah, it might be too late and you just become a number. That's yes. the problem. That's, that is exactly the problem right there is because people are not psychologically prepared. Forget like the prepping and, and all that stuff. That's one thing. If you're not mentally prepared for what's coming at you, the psychological effects of what is is happening all around you, you're not going to be able to process it. The people that are still asleep at the switch, they're not going to be able to process it. They're going to panic and they will become a bigger danger than what you're actually facing because of their panic. I'm serious. I'm serious. I was just thinking that demented mother in America. Which one? We've got a whole bunch switch. of them. Yeah, and I'm talking about switches and buttons and things, and it just it's yeah. just not funny. Yeah. No, but no, you you know just as well as I do when people panic when when they're in a sense of frenzies, as in like society's collapsing. I mean, do I have to show you what's going on in like Sri Lanka and Sierra Leone? Total collapse in these places. Yeah. And when you are in that state of panic, your ability to rationalize and think critically become non-existent. The people that you encounter in society, when you're trying to manage and navigate everything, they become the bigger threat because they can't process what's going on. At that point, they're not going to listen to anything. I mean, it's one thing to try and get them to, to, to open their eyes now, but during that time, it's just not possible. 
Anyway, all right, we're over. We're going to have to go. You got any final thoughts, Ned or Bruce, either one of you? Ned, we'll start with you. Well, the only thing I can add to that is if it does go boom, I think the safest place to be would be holiday in Africa because they'll be firing everything across the West and the other blocks, and Africa might be the safest place because they will give it third world whatever. We won't bother with them. Uh, no, I, I, I might have to. After tomorrow's conversation, I'll have a definite answer for you on that. Marty wants to talk about uh, Africa and China's influence and what's going on down there, and it is not oh. going well down there for oh, no, their no. ventures. They've got their, they've got their foot in every continent. They do. But it's not going well for the Chinese down there by the locals in a lot of these countries, is is my understanding. Oh, so, yeah. some of them are waking up. Some of yeah. them are seriously waking up, I know. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that's it. Sorry, Johnny. No, you're good. You're good. I, he had to get the apology in there, didn't he? Bruce, final thoughts? Uh, so your uh, uh, ex- explanation of people being stupid, panicky, uh, it, it reminded me of a, of a quote uh, from a movie, of all things. Uh, one of the classics, uh, if you will. A person is smart. People are dumb, panicky, dangerous animals. That's uh, exactly it. And the word of the day, sorry, ego. I thought you were going to say garbage in or, or hard, hard garbage attack. out because that's all it is. Garbage in, garbage out. Got it. For those of you who would like to send us some feedback, please do so anytime by sending us an email at dynamicpodcast at protonmail.com. Also, do you like the podcast you're listening to? We do love having you as a listener, and we would ask you to pass this along to five friends. You know someone you're trying to wake up and get them to think on their own? We would appreciate it very much if you would send them our direction. Bruce and Ned, I want to thank you both for being here this evening. Thank you to all of the listeners. Everyone have a great evening.